0: Hello, and a warm welcome back to the TNC podcast. Great to have you along. Um, we're all smiling. It's because Norwich City are on a roll and it's because we have Norwich City defender, Ben Gibson with us. Ben, welcome along. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Should we shake hands across yeah, the table? of course. Lovely to meet you both, finally. finally. It's, um, it's a real pleasure. Um, we'll get onto Norwich later because everyone wants to talk about how well it's going at the moment. Um, but I think the joy of these podcasts is to see the trajectory of your career. Let's go right back to the start. Middlesbrough, born and raised, um, playing for the boyhood club. I mean, for Chris and I, that's the dream. We were never good enough. Um, I got there. <laughs> what was it like as a young lad coming through at your club and and making it?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, look, it, it was that. It was the dream. You know, you, you set out as a boy. You just all you wanted to do was be with the ball and play football. And I think I, I started with the academy when when I was about ten years old. So. I obviously had a, a deeper affiliation with the club The fact that my uncle was the owner and the chairman So everyone everyone thinks that's a, a sort of head start if you like For me it, was, it wasn't really like that It was actually more difficult Because everybody just assumed that I was there for that reason So, so they assumed that I wasn't the best player mm. They assumed that that the love to give me a good kick in so it, it was it was good it was it was like it was more of a challenge i felt that i had to go above and beyond what everyone else in my age group did to to show them that i was a good player basically um so they are, they already had their views um some of them already had a bit of an agenda before they'd even met me or seen me play which for the age of 10. Are we talking coaches or? Probably both coaches, um, probably that young so, as well. Yeah, yeah, probably wow. more so kids' parents, I think. All mm. the kids' parents, like my, my dad got accused of being a spy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Bielsa kind of yeah. stuff, honestly. Um, so, yeah, he got accused of being a spy by a, a, another one of the, the, uh, the players' parents. And I, he told me on the way home, he, he said, You won't believe this. He said that they, they think I've been put there because their 10 year old kid is going to be the next best thing. And obviously, the chairman of a football club doesn't doesn't know the ten-year-old kid yeah. so people were that sort of deluded but that was a That was a challenge and it was one that I enjoyed I enjoyed trying to prove everyone wrong basically and trying to show them that I was a good player I was there in my own right and on my own merit and um, look obviously I came through the academy and eventually got the chance to play for the team and, and go on to captain the club and, and win promotion after couple of losses along the way and um, I'm sure we'll come to that and and, yeah and look that was the absolute dream that's all I ever wanted love the club support the club and it it was an absolute honour
2: Ben I think I try and put myself in, in like in that situation putting on the yellow and green and I would just be absolutely shitting myself like a nervous wreck and I speak to Angus about this as well and Angus just gets on with it as well but I sometimes think like would it almost make you more nervous and hinder you because you're a fan, you're not just a, like, you love Middlesbrough, you've turned yeah. up today off cam and you're about Middlesbrough. Yeah. Like, did that not apply too much pressure to your game? Did it make you more nervous?
1: Yeah, it probably did. Um, and I made some mistakes early on, and I was lucky that I had a, I had a manager in Tony Mowbray, who was unbelievable with me, he, um, he was at a, he, for him the same, he was a Middlesbrough fan, he was a Middlesbrough legend and an ex-captain, and for him there was so much pressure on him to get the club back in the Premier League at the time and yet he stuck with me he gave me opportunities when I did make mistakes because he he seen potential basically um he spoke to me helped me and he was just a great great guy and i remember the first time i, I got the nod to play i think QPR just being relegated um Charlie Austin was up front he'd been scoring a lot of goals and they, were, they had some, some top players, they had Cranchow, Harry Redknapp took everywhere with him and <laughs> I, I, was getting, I was getting chucked in at, at Loftus Road I remember thinking in the hotel room before I think That's I ran, a tight little
0: ground as exactly, well Exactly, yeah, yeah and
1: uh, I rang my dad four times before and I said I feel like my whole life's built up to this moment what, what if this, what if this, what if this and he said, listen, you've dreamt of this, just go and enjoy it Anyway, 20 minutes in, I give a penalty away <laughs> from but I recovered. I learnt a lot from it, and like you say, look, when it is your hometown club, yeah. the highs are the ultimate high. Yeah. However, the lows are again rock bottom. So you ride in a constant wave and yeah I guess if you guys did get the opportunity but it's the same with you in the channel now you you know you you experience massive highs massive lows because of how much you care about the club and for me at Middlesbrough that's no different
0: and I assume um I don't want to kind of talk about you know Middlesbrough fan culture like I know it too well but I assume it's a similar club to Norwich City in a sense that you know fans are just so bought in it's not like maybe a London club where you've got the option of 15 different clubs within a radius you know people would die for that club
1: Yeah, exactly that, there's, there's nothing else you know, it's, it's not the most affluent of areas, Middlesbrough so kids grow up playing football on the streets you know, it's, mm. that's the hobby, that, that is what you do there's no cricket teams or rugby teams it's, it's football, it's, that, that's it um, the nearest clubs obviously Newcastle and Sunderland both nearly an hour's drive um, and their biggest derby is each other so Middlesbrough is everything to everyone and the effect it has on the town when I say it's not the most affluent area when the club's doing well the town's doing well um, business is doing well so you can't even put into words I was trying to explain to O'Neill before he, he, he signed yeah. there he obviously had options and so I, I tried to convince him to go because I said look if you can do well uh, you will love it. Mm. Um, it it's all in but you will absolutely love it and I, it, it didn't go his way in terms of game time but I know he enjoyed his experience there and he's doing well now at, at Birmingham but it, it's quite similar in that respect and I, I think that's why I've I've been so comfortable since I come to Norwich because it's quite similar.
0: Was football always the plan? Was there a backup plan, or did you just believe in yourself that you would get there?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, you know, you you never until you're there, you never know what's going to take. So I was always asking the guys at the academy because Millsby's had a fantastic academy. Mm. I was always asking them, you know, what was David Wheater like at my age? What was Matthew Bates? Was a centre back that came through. Rhys Williams. What were these players like with my age, Lee Catamull, Stuart Downing, whatever you I was trying to compare myself because you just don't know So to be fair, I still worked hard at school, I got my grades, um, I covered all bases um, But all I ever really wanted to do was was, was play football
2: But what if you had to do something else? What would it have been? Oh, like, did question. you ever think like, was there like anything? A certain industry, area?
1: Nothing that stuck out yeah. at me to be honest. Um, I can see
2: as like a really trustworthy carpenter or something. Kind of like that, right? <laughs> Hands on? Yeah. A
1: um, bit of DIY, you know, oh, yeah. That's... Planner maybe? Do you know what? My missus will be at home when she sees this. She'll, laugh- <laughs> she'll be laughing at you saying that. I'll she'll be laughing. Yeah, I know, yeah. She'll, uh, she would say, not that at all, quite the opposite. So, no, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, you're just fo- so focused on a goal and knew exactly what I wanted and. I I tried to put short-term steps in there to achieve it and and luckily I I did
0: Middlesbrough, it's all going well you're flying uh, what we're talking now, 2015 we've got to talk about it I remember the away game where Norwich travelled to Middlesbrough earlier in the season you had a Patrick Bamford firing you weren't conceding goals I think you beat us 4-0, 4-1, something like that we all assumed you probably assumed that you were going up automatically at that point we meet each other in the playoff final
1: just talk us through that day It was just a disaster to be <laughs> honest um, start to finish I think if, if the club as a club if they could go back now and change everything they did for the whole week beforehand they would so I think Norwich Wait, A week before it was already? Oh, wow. I think Norwich it as a normal away game travel the day before Yeah stay in the hotel, play the game we were in London for I think it was five or six days you know cabined up in a hotel mm. Probably too much time to think about the yeah. game, too much time to think about what was coming, and even with all that time, we somehow managed to turn up an hour late. So,
2: I don't, how, how did that happen, Ben? I just I don't get it.
0: Were you staying was far from? Yes, yeah, so we, we
1: were staying at the Grove. Okay. Um, it sh- it was just the London traffic. But well, that's
0: like Watford way, isn't it? The yeah. Grove? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but we we just assumed that there'd be a, a police escort. You know, as a player, you're not thinking that's yeah. someone else's job yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. worry about <clears throat> getting to the stadium. So, and our bus driver at the time, Callum, God bless him. He, he <laughs> obviously, he's never, ever lived this down until, <laughs> until we got promoted <laughs> a year later. He, late. keep did, he, he, keep did, he did keep his job. Oh, um, but it, it should have <clears> been, <throat> let's be honest, a game that's worth, what, 100, probably yeah. no, 200 million pounds, it probably shouldn't be on the bus driver. There wasn't a full time yeah. member of the club to decide when you leave, when you don't. Yeah. So, you couldn't really blame him. But yeah, I think we, I remember we got stuck in the traffic goalkeeper coach was off the bus, oh pulling my. pulling cones, chucking cones off the road. <laughs> we literally got there, we used to get there early and I'm, I'm so superstitious, so I like yeah. my routine, yeah. got, got what I do, don't yeah. change. We got there, didn't have time. I think the Norwich lads were like halfway through their warm up. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm quickly on the way out in my suit to have a look at the pitch, because it was part of my routine, still wanting to squeeze it in. Stadium was full. <laughs> So like, oh my god, and and we started like that, and yeah, um, yeah I think you was at the bar, we at the bar. Daniel Ayala, who, who was my partner at the time, he to be honest had been Patrick Bamford got the headlines, but he'd been our best player that too Yeah, Danny, he was a massive part of why we were there. Made a mis- made a mistake, got caught on the ball, and um, Cameron Jerome scored, and next thing it was two nil down. Nathan Redmond, who was my my England under twenty one roommate at the time. Oh really? It gets worse this because we had to go straight from there to a. Under-21 European Championships oh,
2: Did he rub it in? Did he's he he's it in.
1: rooming with me, dancing oh, around the room no, He's rooming? Oh. Yeah, that's what, he'd been rooming with me for a while um, And he, his, his touch for the second goal actually come, takes it past me <laughs> and, and then he obviously bangs it <laughs> in There was no way back, just 2-0, Norwich shut up shop And we, we didn't even look like scoring, to be honest
2: From a Norwich perspective, Gibbo we, We've heard from Cameron Jerome on this on our podcast John Ruddy And they spoke a lot about just being very relaxed and it seems like it was the opposite of you being frantic. I mean, the Norwich lads had so much time that Seb Song actually had a prayer in the changing room, yeah. which he'd never did before that game. Right. That's how much time they had. But, you know, we, we knew where, where the family was in the stands and stuff. So was it just a case of you were so frantic and that was why you didn't start well and we did?
1: I think so. Look, it, it's obviously an excuse. I mean, we still should have coped with it better. Mm. But when I say everything was a a disaster from start to finish that is what the day was and to be honest that still is probably one of the worst Mm. days of my life I I, I remember I'm all in so what you see is what you get with me I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve might not be the most talented player in the world but you're going to get 110% and I care and live and breathe football so that for the hometown club when we'd only just missed out in the top two by that much Um, so then to to lose it in the final and, and to go out with Sort of with a whimper, really, it was just horrific.
0: It felt as if because Norwich had kind of made a late charge that season, I think we were about 12th
1: yeah. mid season.
0: Yeah. It felt as if all of the expectation was on your boys. Yeah. Did it feel as if that internally? Um, because you,
1: you hadn't been in the Premier League for a little while, no, either, had was, you? I think it was seven years. Yeah. Something like that. Um, it, yeah, it was more just a, a real desire to get back there because. Especially for someone like myself and the other homegrown lads, we had Jonathan Woodgate there at the time. What we remember Middlesbrough Football Club as is not what it is now. Yeah. So my child is Middlesbrough in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I see with, you know, Mendieta and Janinho and, and top players like that. Even Paul Lint. Um, had some big big players big times in the Premier League. You were for cup final, won the Carling Cup. So. It was just about getting back to that and that was, we, were the, we were the ones going to take it there and all of a sudden, 20 minutes in, that was, yeah. that was gone. Um, and I think, again, we, I never get cramp in games, but I, got, I remember getting cramped that day after 60 minutes. I remember thinking, Whoa, what's going on here? Oh, this is yeah. unlike me. Um, and I think it was just all the emotion. So I think the Norwich oh. team was a lot more experienced and I think they just dealt with the yeah. whole occasion a lot better than what we did.
0: Who were you marking that day? Who were you up
1: against? Cameron? So to be honest, he was, he was a beast that day. Was he? Um, he was a beast. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but <laughs> He's he. A beast. I remember speaking to him after, and uh, he, he roughed me and Danny up. He made it difficult. Yeah. Got about us, and it was just a day where everything sort of any fifty-fifty any that no one really won. The ball bounced; yeah. it, it bounced out with Norwich yeah. player, and he, he got a rubber g- the green a little bit when he when he took the ball off yeah. Danny in the corner. And, he just—he he had a fantastic day.
2: Do you find it spooky now being at Norwich? Because I remember being a Sado and scrolling back through your Instagram before this conversation today, and you posted—you slumped over in your Middlesbrough shirt with the Norwich boys behind at Wembley, and it was something like—I can't remember what the quote was—but it was something like when you when the the down is really crap or something, but then when you're up, it's amazing. And now all of a sudden, you're at the team. Did do you not find that weird? Yeah, it's
1: it's funny, isn't it? F- football's. Football's funny, like, that that day, what, my emotion towards Norwich, do you know what I mean? I, I would have been so jealous watching mm. Russell Martin lifting that trophy. That picture you're on about, I know I'm crying watching watching them lift the trophy, watching new boys mm. do that, so, but that's football, isn't it? It, yeah. it? You can you can never, what you expect is not what you get. Who who knows what the next step is for us as players, our next step in our careers, or where you'll end up, or even us as a team, you know, coming to us where we're at this season, I, Everyone's wrote us off No one No one even expected so if tech back, Go back 10 games No one expected us To be where we are now yeah. So You just don't know in football And I don't think You can ever write anyone off You look at Kiddie yesterday Against West Ham And yeah. Daniele beat him in the FA Cup Plymouth, Chelsea yeah. Incredible So That's the magic of the game
2: What I find incredible And I'm also A bit weirded out by Ben Is What age would you have been At that Wembley final Because we're the same age We're both
0: 93 yeah.
2: 2015 so who's aged better <laughs> 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 it's all the massages this
1: cheers <laughs> mate um yeah but 22 23. So my
2: is, so that's my point yeah so gibbo's at wembley 22 years old like that's a that's a big for your hometown club yeah. like, let's not underestimate how
1: yeah you, you, you just don't think yeah. you just don't think of it like that do you, you know it's we So i'm sitting now in our dressing room we talk to the lads, and because we're all in the same team, some of the things that the young lads do, I, I can't get my head around. And, I, and then I take a step back and I think, hang on, Adam mind is like, what, 19, 20? Mm, young. And yeah. you go, well, was I making common, des- common sense decisions at that age? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. S- some yes, some no. And, uh, but yeah, because you're there with him every day, and he's built like a man. Yeah. The same with Andrew. He, Physically He's a Rolls Royce Is he actually actually Yeah he's a Rolls Royce He's he's an animal Some frame on him Um, Well I think it's as well Because
0: Adam now And yourself When you were in that um, Playoff final It felt as if you'd been around For so long So you just assume You're older than You are But actually You you at that point, you probably look back and go, "God, it's just a
1: kid." Just a kid, yeah. And I can see it on the picture. You say "age," well, I look at them pictures, I don't <laughs> think, yeah. Um But yeah, that you know, that is that is it, isn't it? Football, you get young yeah. players come through, and you forget how young they are. Billy, now we, we've still got such a young team now. Yeah. I can't believe um, I didn't even know this until a few weeks. ago. Josh Argent's twenty-one. I know. Yeah, and we've forgotten twenty-one. That. And we
2: have forgotten that
0: massively. Unbelievable. That. Yeah. Well, I think we're all. We you know we were speaking off camera, like sometimes you, I, I check myself and I go yeah actually this kid is young maybe yeah. we shouldn't be as critical as, as we have been it's um, but does it's that so, also so difficult sh-
2: but that d- does also shout I'm interested in your opinion on this Gibbo what is the what's the level of experience versus youth talent because what you've said there Middlesbrough player final it was experience the one if
1: yeah it was on that occasion and don't get me wrong it wasn't only experience as I say that we made mistakes there was you know even even with the team full of older lads the bus would have got there on time I think (laughs) Um, I think there's a balance to it you know because I I still see now I I remember being a young lad myself and thinking well they just use the word experience as a a stick to beat you with really so for example a a young lad dives in and gives a penalty away it's because he hasn't got enough experience Yes. if I dive in and give a penalty get sent off at Chelsea Mm. they would be saying that's inexperience which what I did was a it was sort of an inexperienced thing to do, but obviously you've still done the same mm. thing. So I'm a firm believer in if you're if you're good enough, your age is irrelevant. And um, to be fair to Norwich as a club, they're not scared to give young players a chance. You know, you see yeah. the emergence of John Rowe now, he's played a yeah. big part and stuff, looks exciting. John
2: Rowe, let's have a go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Adam's coming into his own, Andrew you've seen lots of, uh, lots of good performances from, so it's exciting times. We'll get on to Norwich shortly. Um, we've rubbed the salt in the
0: wounds with your time at Borough. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we had to do that. Yeah. Sorry. We had season to later it. though, we switch positions. We get relegated. You get promoted. I think I'd love to know your point of view on like you come so close and then you don't get it. How difficult is it to then kick on
1: the following season? It was tough. We yeah. we were on the plane back um, the next day, and I remember looking around the plane thinking, "Well, we're going to lose him." Right. I think it was so Patrick was going to go yeah. who'd been our star man if you like he was going to go somewhere we were going to lose players and I even looked at the manager and thought is he still going to be here because he had a real good reputation his agent was George Mendes he'd been oh, Real wow. Madrid with, with yeah. Mourinho so and even some of the some of the lads that had been sort of stalwarts in the team Grant Ledbetter and Adam Clayton George Friend they were a little bit like don't know if I can do it again you know that, yeah. that immediate emotion yeah, that, that, yeah, that yeah, lull yeah. is such a, a, a lull Um but you do you know you you get back on the training pitch you obviously have a summer get your head around it get back on the training pitch and it just when once we returned for pre-season, just relit the fire and to be fair to uh the chairman he invested well we signed good players with experience david nugent was one um a couple more we signed jordan road we brought stuart downing back and we were just had enough to to get off. Did line. you go
2: to Ibiza that summer? Is that why you bounced back well? I know you, I know
1: you <laughs> like a bit of Ibiza. I do. I love Ibiza. Um, oh, I did go that summer. I did, yeah, it, I did. I yeah. told you this. It's the magic yeah. of Ibiza. I'm telling you. Yeah, I think um, yeah, that's where I found a few a few answers in the bottom of a few jars. I think. Lakens, <laughs> Lakens in a few at the bottom go. of a few. There Lakers. we go. <laughs> um,
0: at this point, your stock is incredibly high. Promotion, Premier League experience, England call up. Burnley up next yeah. It's um, getting worse this Yeah sorry so it, will, it will get better <laughs> It will get better <laughs> <laughs> We're going to finish oh, strong nah, nah, yeah, um, At the point of signing
1: Dream move or like good move at that point? Not a dream move um, When we got relegated the year before so we, so we got relegated And that's when I was in the England squad And the, um, the club rejected offers for me in that window mm. And I should have left at that point basically um, how you handle that when it's your hometown club is really tricky. Yeah. Um, and I knew, so I'd spoke to Gareth Southgate and he, he said, "Look, I, I want you to be part of what's coming, the World Cup." Um, really honest conversation. He said, "But you have to be in the Premier League." Right. And I knew the offers were coming. Uh, my agent had told me, um, and they did come. And the, the chairman didn't want to sell me, who is my uncle. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been really tough. Locked away. By <laughs> some... <laughs> really, really tricky situation. Yeah. there I didn't know how to handle, so every, everyone, everyone thinks that when you turn into professional football you get this handbook of, you know, these are the rules, this is what you do yeah. and then when a, fair, a player falls short of it, you know, the whole world's on them the media, they get fined, the FA, no one's ever said, do this at this point or this is what you do at this point and no one ever actually really realised that you're just expected to know, so I'm there, the England manager's just told me that he wants me to be part of the World Cup and what we are moving forward and what I need to say in the Premier League and my hometown club are rejecting good offers oh, from Premier League clubs. So I you know, I, w- I was stuck between a rock and a hard place and really didn't know what to do. In the end, the the club turned the offers down, so I did another year at Middlesbrough. We got beat in the semi final uh, of the playoffs again. Um and then they sold me. But then when they sold me, they they sold me for less money than what they'd been offered the year before. And um We're still talking big money as well. Yeah, yeah, it was fifteen million I went to Burnley for, and then they at that time, it was only Burnley that were willing to pay the fifteen million after a year in the Championship, where to be honest, I wasn't great. Mm. Um, I'd, I tried to, I tried my best, but I, I was constantly thinking I should still be in the Premier League. I, I should be in the England thing. squad. Every time an international break came along, it was hurting me. I, I, and no matter what I did to, to try and sort of forget all that mm. and focus on Middlesbrough. I found it really tough. Um, You know, I was going out with games, and I I was giving it my lot, and I just just wasn't quite at the same level that I was. So, real, real strange chapter in my career. But that's that's what led me to Burnley, where obviously turned out to be a a disastrous move for me and and the wrong move. What was I guess? What was the thinking behind Borough turning
0: down them initial? They were just you you were the star man. They just yeah. The the
1: the chairman's words were, "You're our flag bearer." we're going to smash the league And I think he came out publicly and said we're going to smash the league And Pressure be, on you Yeah, and to, but to be fair to him We spent £50 million, that window Once yeah. we got relegated, yeah So Gary Monk got the job Big money for the Championship Massive mm. money We brought in uh, Martin Braithwaite who now plays for Barcelona yeah. We kept hold of Adama Traore who now <laughs> plays for Barcelona
2: Oh, you're loving that you aren't you? Well I can't believe they haven't come for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm joking. No, um, They might do now, they say. That's, uh, the, yeah. that's the headline. <laughs> yeah. I won faster. No, I'm messy. But look the we signed British Sombalonga for fifteen million, we signed Johnny House and, and we had a, a squad that was that was building and looked strong. Yeah. Do you know what? We should have we should have romped the league and the, the chairman was right, but it didn't go well with Gary Monk and then halfway through the season he brought Tony Pulis in and um and Tony got us organised and had to be, but we, we got got in the semi-final one nil over two legs by by Aston Villa, and we all know that the playoffs are a bit of a lottery, so it didn't happen. Um, and then the club needed to, to cash mm. in, but by that point, the the clubs that were bidding for me were not the same clubs there the year after. It mm. was, and as I say, it was Burnley. So when you ask me, was it a dream move? Not at all, because the year before, in my head, I was moving to somebody better. Mm. So when I say better, bigger. Yeah. Um, well, and you've got the, the thought of
0: England World yeah, Cup in your head Yeah,
1: you, you go with that status Whereas a year later, that, I was a champ player again And that status was gone mm-hmm. So it's funny how, how quickly things change and football changes um, And it was a really tough time And I remember the night before I signed for Burnley If, if I could give anyone this piece of advice, I was Bars The night horse, did
2: that kick in? <laughs>
1: you, you're going to laugh The night before we were in a hotel in Manchester <coughs> I was unsure because I felt that Burnley wasn't a bigger club than Middlesbrough it was having a better moment Mm. So it was in the Premier League Mm. but there's no way that's a a bigger football club than what Middlesbrough is and Middlesbrough, Tony Peelers could get them back into the Premier League and I thought I am captain there, it's my hometown club the captain of Burnley, plays in my position, he's left centre back Um, and then I thought you know what, what sort of ambition does that show if you're going to choose to stay in the Championship and not take this Premier League move and We toed and throwed, I went to bed, 11 o'clock, I rang my agent, my dad, I said, you're going to have to come back down to the bar, I'm I'm not sure about this. Chewed the fight. we we decided that when we got to the training ground the next day, I'd I'd then make my mind up after speaking to the manager and looking round, and in the end I made the decision to sign. But I think my gut was telling me Mm, all that time not to do it. Always trust your gut. And that's the one bit of advice I'd say to people, yeah, trust your gut, because... My gut was telling me not to, not to sign there and it turned out to be the wrong decision.
0: Do you start doubting yourself at any point because you've gone Premier League, World Cup on the horizon, you're now out of favour at Burnley, your head's kind of in a sc- scramble from the, the, from the move, it happens, it just sounds like a really difficult period, that.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, to be honest, one thing I didn't doubt was myself, doubt, in, in terms of my ability, Right. Um, you know, I, I had other doubts, I thought, you know my fitness is going to drop. Um, am I physically going to be the same when when I eventually get that opportunity again when I return? So, I, I, but I knew that I could only control the controllables basically. So I employed my own um, physio slash sports scientist, whatever you want to call him, full time. Um, he basically lived with me for the two years I was at Burnley. When when I realized I wasn't going to be playing, um, he. He basically did a session before I went to training. I do a session when I came back with him. So I knew mentally that I was doing everything I possibly mm. could to, to be in the team or to be in the best shape that I could, and that when that chapter was going to be over or when the chance came, I'd be ready. Um, and I, th- I think that that's why uh, I had a good season last year because. I'd basically had two years of not playing football and it, being the, it it was a real tough two years for me and my family, my friends um, you know, my career had basically gone l- like that Um I'd never hit a wall or a lull like that mm. and it was a real tough time, I, I didn't know how to take it Football is... Football is I, I now say, you know, me and my missus say God, I, we were living in Manchester, you know cos it was only 45 minutes drive, every player lives in Manchester I say, I wish we'd enjoyed Manchester as a city mm. but i didn't even we didn't go anywhere because I I, i'd come home from training then i'd work with him again yeah by the time i'd finished it'd be so <laughs> seven eight o'clock i'd have my dinner shower go to bed no reward because i and you know f- people say footballers are on a lot of money you know that's that's the reward but you know i i wasn't spending any money yeah. the only thing yeah. i was spending money on was my fi- the you physio. Were, you, you reinvested. reinvesting yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was you know i was training so much um, and it was just a, it was a real hard time for me but I learned so much about myself I, I learned that I, I couldn't be broke um, and that I came I'd come back stronger and I think I have I think it's
0: I think that that period I, I was reading about you employing a, a physio and a nutritionist says so much about you because I think I don't know what it's like for, for other players that maybe fall out of favour but it would be very easy to just turn up to training do the bare minimum yeah. go home pick up your pay packet Hope that another club club comes calling. You did the opposite. You were like, mm. "I'm going to work harder because yeah. when, as you say, when this chapter closes, I'm going to be even be even better shaped." That that I think just sums you up as a as a person, just trying to go that extra mile even when things are going against you.
1: Yeah, I, I had to because if if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror and then say, "Well, so now now it didn't work. That that was a failed sort of chapter." Like you say. I could look myself in the mirror and, and know that I couldn't have done any more give it my best every single day yep. I
0: think when, that's
1: unique though I think other players wouldn't have done that every, Everyone's different so mm. what, what's right for me might not be right for someone else that's mm. what I would say um, and you are right some some people wouldn't some would and might even go further than me um, but I've always been someone who like I say I'm not I, I haven't got buy on my ability I, I've, I've got by on my work ethic I've outworked people so you know you're constantly in a fight if even from the age of 10 let's go back to there even from the age of 10 some you know maybe five or six lads in the academy team will get a scholarship or will get a professional mm. contract so you're in a fight amongst four just for your position there that's 10 11 12 mm. kids are getting released at their ages, which is like ruthless but that's the way it is so you <coughs> so you learn that you've got to outwork them because the minute you don't yeah. you're brushed aside and and that's that
2: but doesn't it just show how important those years are when you when you are a younger person. Full stop. Because obviously you've always been stigmatised with, oh, your uncle, your uncle, your uncle, right? And actually, it's almost like you, that's almost given you that mm. extra. Oh, I need to fight all the time. I need to do more. Yeah.
1: So I, so it has. It's helped me in that respect. Yeah. yeah. It not helped me in the in this respect that people might think. But as I say, it, it has because it, I've been taught so much through that, and I've had to fight harder and. And do more, and, and that's what I've done, and that's what I did in that situation, because that's all I've known. The chapter at Burnley closes; Norwich City come
0: calling. Was it a straightforward transfer? Were there other clubs interested? There was.
1: Um, I met.
2: It wasn't Ipswich, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, thank God. He's better yeah. than that. <laughs> um, yeah, true, true, true. true.
1: I, uh, I met with the, the so. Nottingham Forest had just missed out on the playoffs, hadn't they? Oh, yes. Uh, I met with Lemucci, who was the manager. Yeah. In his flat, actually, which oh, was nice dif- flat? different. Was it nice wasn't, flat? That wasn't that wasn't nice flat, yeah. yeah. Bad cup of tea. Oh, not like you boys here, do you know? What I mean? Although you can't take the credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, I, I met them. Nottingham Forest. Um, it was close with something with Fulham who were in the Premier League at the time. Right, but the key part of me signing for Norwich was actually a meeting I had in Manchester on the last day of the season that you got relegated okay. played Man City I think last game Yeah. so the night before I met Stuart Weber right. and Daniel Farker and the analyst Matt Lewis um, I think I've spoke about this but I was blown away by the, the presentation that they, they did with me um, they knew everything about me what I did for charity back at home um, sort of Literally everything, uh, where I'd been on all day what i like to do with my spare time, like how I was as a player um, the boss but you know I, I went to that thinking this next move for me has to work after that Burnley experience and I went there thinking well I'm a, I'm a Stuart signing you know you don't know the dynamic mm, of every single club okay. at that point so and I thought you know German manager will he know that much about me and then the boss spoke and I was like oh yeah he does so he he spoke about where he thought he could develop me, where I fit in, fitted into the team, what I could <clears throat> help with, with his team, your team last season, um, and everything he said was spot on. And uh, we went, I went into that not knowing what to think, yeah. um, and I drove all the way back from Manchester, that back to Middlesbrough, and I was like, Whoa. really? Uh, yeah, really, really taken aback." I was. Um, videos of the city videos of the training ground. Wow. Like, when I say no stone unturned, it was unbelievable. And I was like, they're going places and they're trying to do the right things. Yeah.
2: her you are, you, this is great. You've given us a lot there, but there's one thing you've forgotten. Now, before we do these podcasts, I always reach out to people that might know them. And I say, have you got any banter on them? You know, give me an inside scoop. Go on. Well, what you're not telling the fans is that actually, a certain Jordan Hugo, or should I say, or should I say Jordan Belfort, actually, um, actually revealed to me on, on DM, um, I basically signed him, <laughs> sold the club to him, got him in. Yeah. So what should, what, how did Jordan you know sell what? Norwich City to you?
1: Do you want to know the truth? Yes, as always. I think they were away in Germany last season. Yeah. Is that right, in Yeah, yeah.
2: Are you about to throw him under the bus?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, but Dan might give me a dagger for telling you this I'm gonna tell you that anyway, right? So Go on. obviously pre season I think it's the end of a long week and the, the lads are allowed a few pints for bonding or something yeah. like that. So Jordan's Jordan's aware that there's a chance I might sign for Norwich at this stage. So he thinks the way to his heart is by bombarding me with pictures and videos of the lads drinking pints. <laughs> Amazing. And, and Amazing. And, uh, and on karaoke, Pete the kit man on karaoke you know, and <laughs> all awful by the way, but Looked at that and thought, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> you know ah, so so he yeah, kind of so, sold
2: you on like, the nightlife, the yeah. downtime. I think he's trying to get
1: the agent's fee there, isn't he?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like
1: that, though, because
0: uh, Stuart and Daniel have gone in with the with the serious stuff yeah. and then they've just sprinkled yeah, Jordan like that, in that, there yeah. With, yeah. Beer, Hugle, with the beer. Cari- yeah. What's the karaoke song? What's your go-to?
1: Yeah. Well, we, so I obviously signed You've Got to Sing one, so mine is um, I sang Ain't No Mountain High Enough.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. oh, yeah, punchy. Because that was at the Oak Bar. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, well, that was my second rendition of that.
0: Well, oh, you've done more than one. Okay. Well, yeah. So I,
1: I did one when I signed, and then that was when oh, I signed. had yeah, to do a redo, When we were we? at the Oak Bar, we'd obviously been promoted. Yes. To and, uh, news, yeah. So, and that was the that was the boss at the time. He wanted me up. So,
2: you have actually answered uh, a question, actually. But there's a, there's another question where you had a from a great Middlesbrough fan here, here called Rich Wills. He says I have a couple of questions uh, for, for Ben Gibson. Call him a legend, by the way. Uh, back in the 2015-16 season, when we beat Brighton to win promotion, the day after. Ben and the Borough Boys walked into the Dickens Inn. <laughs> I vividly remember him belting out One Direction's history yeah. on the karaoke. <laughs> what's his go-to karaoke song now? So that is, that is it? Yeah,
1: well, well, when we got, what, well, my song you mean?
2: Yeah, what's your, what's your karaoke? Oh that, no, I've
1: got, I've got a bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not good, but got got, like I, I can mix it up. Yeah. Can you, really? I mean, we're not doing it now. <laughs> if we still, we can maybe ah, book it so And in. That's 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 locked in. Um, yeah.
2: He also says, now you're in Norfolk, have you found anywhere that there's a palmo quite as good as the one back home, in Borough?
1: Well, did you see my Instagram last night? Well, yeah. Do you know what that is? Talk to me about that. So it's a, it's a local delicacy, it's a Middlesbrough delicacy. Yeah. Delicacy is probably the, the right adjective. Do you know adjective. what a palmo
2: is, by the way? I've, I've...
1: Explain yeah, a palmo it it is. I've never had sort of one. one. Right, it's it's deep fried. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's Make so <laughs> it, <laughs> it healthy. It's about 3,000 <laughs> calories, right? So get ready for this in a cheat day. Yeah, so yeah. So I had it last night after a game, it's so a one-off. Yeah. yeah, nutritionist is it's a one off. Yeah. So it's deep fried chicken with like um you know béchamel sauce in the yeah. lasagna, béchamel sauce on top and then a lot of cheese. Yeah. You have it with garlic mayo and chips oh. basically. So it's like yeah. um yeah, it, it's only in Middlesbrough. It's it's a weird thing but literally Near enough every single restaurant and and 100 every takeaway. You know, you always get a kebab at the end of the night. Yeah,
0: I was going to say that. It sounds Middles like Middlesbrough to
1: Palmo. Yeah, but but it's good
0: enough to have it as a so Oh beer, yeah, honestly, yeah. um, I tell you
1: what, I'll get you one. My choice. I love that. Oh yeah. thank you. So you, you use, can't get them round here. You've cut us a bit of slack, and I'll get you some. was <laughs> <laughs> about that. Is that, <laughs> a fair,
0: is that a fair deal? Yeah. <laughs> you um you arrive at Norwich clearly in good shapes. You know, staying off the Palmos. Um, <laughs> you'd, uh, you'd impress Stuart and Daniel. Um, Was it an easy transition coming in? Just take me through the time frame because the past two years for me is just sort of blurred into one Yeah Yeah, um, How do you feel arriving and where are the club at at this point?
1: The day I arrived you were travelling to Luton for the cup game before the start of the season Yeah Um, And yeah, just showing on the training ground was shocked I I didn't expect it to be Good, bad? Good That's good I did not expect it to be the standard it is unbelievable the training ground now
0: I think you asked people of five years ago joining they were shocked for the role Well ones. yeah so, so, so
1: coming down I spoke to Johnny Housen, Jordan Rhodes there's, yeah. probably, there's quite a few connections yeah. to be honest uh, Russell Martin cause my agent had, um, was Russell Martin and Robert yeah. Snodgrass so I spoke to him as I well, see. Snoddy Um God, Snoddy, love yeah. Snoddy So oh. I, I got a lot of opinion as I said, it this move had to be right for me um, messed up the one before, made the wrong decision, this one I, I had to get right and as, as I spoke about earlier, I had decisions so wanted to make sure it was spot on, Stuart was brilliant, the boss was brilliant um, one thing I do remember, I remember being, probably overthinking it because of what had happened mm. but I remember being in Stuart's office and um, waiting for paperwork to come through and I, I seen his board and he had sort of players in the positions I was looking thinking I've got a lot of centre backs <laughs> on that board. Oh, yeah. really? Well, was at the time, so I didn't know Godfrey was going to be leaving. Right. So there's Godfrey, Zimmerman, Hanley. Who else? I'm missing one. Ah, Closer, Tim Closer. Um, who, obviously, from the outside looking in, had it, been yeah, a very yeah, good yeah, player yeah, for yeah. Norwich, and I didn't know he was going to be going either. So. I was going to be, and there was someone else, and then there was myself, I was thinking. Did
2: you just switch them around? <laughs> oh, I was just looking, <laughs> there's a lot of centre-backs there, do you yeah. know what I mean?
1: And, and then, because of my experience, I was probably overthinking it, because I, yeah. I had to, and then I thought, do you know what, just do what you've done all your life, yeah. back yourself to win a shirt, and let's see what happens. And I think the first couple of weeks where I was getting my fitness again, I hadn't done pre-season with a club, um, and Ben and Zimbo played, and then once I got my opportunity, I, I did pretty well, and... Me and Grant sort of forged a bit of a partnership, and obviously last season was wonderful. What
2: is what is Grant Hanley like behind the scenes? Because what we see on the pitch is a guy that we always claim has got a, a magnet on it in his head that just connects with the ball all the time. But it's big enough in it. <laughs> you said it on me. But, but what is he like like off the pitch? What sort of relationship have you got with big Grant? It's Hanley?
1: Funny Grant, you know. Is he? Yeah, funny, funny man. Is he very funny? Um, we're close, me and Grant, yeah. Um we have a laugh. We mo- mo- most of our yeah, most of our day is spent laughing. Like we have a real laugh. Um but he, he he's just a top man. He you know, he's serious when he needs to be, good laughing a joke. Um he is what he is, you He's know? a beast, isn't he? Yeah, he's a monster. Funny he he's not one of them either who like has to work hard in the gym to have obscene amount of yeah, muscle. Yeah. He's he, built like that. Oh, animal. Um <laughs> Big hairy animal <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what he is Grizzly some, of, some lads call him Grizz I did
0: that Grizz That could be a
1: new
2: nickname He is, a, that what he, is and
1: he is a grizzly bear yeah. But he's, he's Is cla- he a soft giant Or do you not want to get On the wrong side of him I've not been on the wrong side Of him so yeah. no But he, he's got a soft side yeah. Obviously as captain of the club He has to be able to, to Speak with people Put his yeah, arm around yeah. people he, He's got a real good balance Grant And we've got a real good Relationship on and off
0: Well I listened to um, Grant Hanley on Jake's Podcast yes. High Performance And I've never really heard him speak before, certainly at length. And you, you strike me as quite similar people—quite self-aware, willing to put the work in, almost marginal gains. I know that's a bit of a cliche term, but just willing to constantly keep pushing. Do you do you think that's why you get on? You're quite similar people. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I think, especially as a partnership, and you know, we're both quite experienced now. We know our limitations. We know what we want. What. We think we know mm-hmm. what how to achieve success. Um, we certainly did last season. We, we think we do this season, and we think we know how to keep the ball out of the back of our net. And we know when we're doing things well, and we know when when we're not. Um, we know when things need to change. You, we've conceded far too many goals for, for our liking this season. Yeah. Um, you know, we built the foundation last season. But that is the demand of the Premier League, and people always look at the two the centre backs and the keeper when you concede mm-hmm. goals. Mm-hmm. We think our success is. It's beyond that We think that actually When when our team is set up correctly And in large A lot of that is Us pulling people about Making sure that the Holding midfielder Doesn't go too far away And in the right place At the right time The same Mm -hmm. with the full backs When we've defended as a team We've kept clean cheating When we've done well When we've been All over the gaff We've conceded a lot of goals You know And and our defensive record I think this season if If you look at the goals Conceded column Just that It won't look good If you look at remove three fixtures mm. Chelsea, Man City and and I know it's easy to say remove them fixtures but yeah, yeah. I bet if if you took those fixtures away from every team <clears throat> and compared it we'd probably be nowhere mm. near the bottom yeah. I'm guessing off the top of my yeah. head where we've had a game so all those different things come into with tactics mm. you know p- personnel and we've got a, look we've got a good relationship we we know yes we haven't been happy the, the goal's conceded this mm. is not a none of those things I've said are an excuse we know it has to be better but we feel like we're getting there again
2: I want to challenge you Ben this won't be a comfortable question but on that note what the hell happened against Chelsea away
1: Chelsea oof, bad day firstly I, I obviously ended up getting sent I think it was 5-0 at the time which yeah. <clears throat> is stupid to be honest we conceded, I think we conceded 3 down the right hand side in quick succession yeah mm. I'd already been booked um, obviously when I what did I do, I took a foul for the team to be honest cos they were gonna break got a yellow card and then we, we conceded a few goals I remember thinking, I, we're getting beat 5-0 and I actually couldn't really do anything about any of the goals I was just angry and thought, someone's getting it completely <laughs> forgot, no I did, that. that, yeah, that is it on. and... The ball came in. You laugh now, but you weren't laughing at the time. No, I wasn't. I was absolutely furious. Man. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, I was straight after. But that, you know, you, in in the in the game, you have so much emotion, and yeah. you know, the game moves a hundred an hour, particularly yeah, yeah. In, in these teams. And this is not an ex- This is not an excuse at all. But I, sh- I shouldn't have done what I did. But I seen the opportunity to clatter someone and wanted you to clatter just someone. Just and Did it, to. and and then yeah. I went. Shit, I was on the other card, mm. and then I was. I and walk, and then I, yeah, and I was walking down the tunnel. And then I'm sat there in the changing room for the next half an hour. Here in the crowd celebrating the goals going and just mm. thinking, what have you done there? Mm. Do you know, like from from a fan's point of view, I can only imagine. Because if I when if I was a fan there at Middlesbrough, I, I would be saying, "What is he doing?" I'd be so angry. Yeah.
2: Um not heat of the battle; it happens.
1: It does sometimes, yeah, and that's not an excuse because it shouldn't. But mm. it does. It did. I can't change it now. All you can yeah. do is learn from it and make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, but yeah it did so I hold my hands up but other than that obviously that, that wasn't the only thing as i say, we were 5-0 down at that point i think yeah i think tactically we got that game wrong um we, we tried to basically yeah. press them man v man all over the pitch and there was a lot of holes a lot of spaces and you know you, you can't give teams with that quality mean, talking we about were, I, listen I, i'm not someone who shies away from criticism or, yeah, or, yeah. or you know like tries to find excuses in things that is a shambles. That that scoreline should never ever happen. Yeah. Um, and we, we all knew that. We know that. And look, we've had we've had some laws this season, yeah. none bigger than that one. Um, but we're, we're working very hard to correct it. And you know, you can't come out and say that at the time because let's be honest, what fan wants we we to? What yeah. fan yeah. wants to? We're working yeah. hard. You're being beat seven 0 But yeah. so all we have to do is just get back to the drawing board and analyze it. Say what you should have done better. Work on it and you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see the fruit of that label.
0: I'm going to go from one extreme to another, from the 7 nil to the promotion campaign, we've got to Yeah, sorry, we going all over it. the place And you? I think the reason well, why, um, <laughs> I think the reason why the last couple of seasons are a bit blurred for me is because we've been there, then we haven't. Mm. We missed the whole promotion campaign yeah. as fans. And, yeah. you know, we were watching from home, we were doing our watch-alongs, it was difficult it it was also great because that got us through that period a really challenging time for everyone what was it like I mean aside from the football which was phenomenal and one of the best seasons Neuro City have ever had as a football club what was it like as a player because it was a very strange time
1: it's awful really when you think about it because we're sort of so what that emotion and that feeling is like irreplaceable Mm. you know it's like it's it's a drug to be honest and obviously I've, I've never taken drugs but I don't imagine a drug can give you that high mm. Like What you experience there as a, as a player, as a person is just phenomenal But then With the fans, that that's elevated, so And luckily I experienced that at Middlesbrough, but We, and you experienced it Obviously in the past numerous times But I feel like we were robbed mm. of that last season Because um, we were, we were unbelievable It was a pleasure to play and the team was like incredible Such fun Such yeah. good fun Yeah, to just like Even when we won 2 or 3 nil, like it feel like we could score at will and sometimes the lads took the foot off the gas and I'd be me and Grant be screaming at them like why don't you get your numbers up why don't you want more now you know like smell blood if you like because a team start messing on with the ball and I think well actually if this was 1-0 you'd just go and take it and score now we do 1-2 and you'd score because they had that ability like but they were listen they were a pleasure to play behind every every one of them the team was fantastic um, great memories yeah, you you know you'd always be thinking like, imagine we'd had the fans that season; it would have been unbelievable. And I think it's tough for the fans that they've missed out on that. Yeah. And you know, when when we <laughs> yeah. started off this season the way we have, and then your last memories of really watching the team were as poor as what I'm led yeah. to believe they were. Fans must have been thinking, Jesus, what's going on? Mm. What's going on here? You know, I'm so pleased
2: you brought that up, Ben. It's refreshing to hear that from a player's perspective because we've spoken a lot about that this season. It's cropped up on a, on a few of our podcasts where we've been saying, well, actually, the reason why the fans have been down in the dumps, in my opinion, because of the start to the season that we had, was because when we have been up and down, but we didn't really experience the up. Mm. We didn't really experience that, especially not me and Jack, because we were getting on the Lakens whilst watching you boys destroy teams (laughs) for fun. Um, But we weren't there in the stadium. So I'm so pleased you brought that up because I genuinely think that that has affected things. It's only got to the point where now, we we're now starting to build something and we can see it moving in the right place so it's it's just just it's refreshing to hear yeah
1: i can can understand that it's you know because you whilst you're feeling it there you're watching it like there was times where i was injured and i was watching it at the same length that you would have been watching Mm. it it's not the same no it's um sometimes rubbish commentary yeah no atmosphere (laughs) you be so much so you can hear the ball being passed around and it just isn't the same you know you don't get that that match there buzz, that feel so I completely appreciate that and as I say let's hope that we can give everyone that that lift and um, a bit of success for everyone to cheer on. The,
0: um, the promotion was magical, obviously let go, go of, a, of Emi Buendia that was big, coming into the Premier League it felt, I guess you haven't really been here before with, with Norwich but we've seen us get promoted, not quite give it a go, come back down and it felt like this was the season to, to break that cycle so go out and spend significant money. And then the start, what was the first 10 games like
1: as a player? It was really tough, but you have to look, sort of, why? So, for everyone who's, expe- basically because of your experiences in the past, this mm-hmm. is how I felt as a player. Yeah, because you're
0: coming at it fresh. Yeah, yeah. fresh
1: from Norwich's point of yeah. view. And I had people I living here for 80 months, I had people stopping us in the street last year, saying, no, oh, we hope we don't get promoted because we come straight back down and I was like whoa Right I've never I've never heard anything like that before mm. um, Now that's because of your experiences what you've had in the Premier League so that's what dictated that but as a result of that people sometimes won't look at things subjectively so mm. I, what were our first three games? Man City, Liverpool Leicester Leicester then Arsenal so then yeah. first four games when you think about <laughs> that now Horrific Oh yeah awful you're not you probably aren't you know, if you think, if, you, if you're if you honest then there's no game there where you're thinking no. Yeah, we're, we're nailed on to get a result, right? So it's obviously a tough start Adding to that, I'd been injured Grant Andy had been injured, we hadn't had a pre-season Kenny hadn't had a pre-season yeah. If we're being deadly honest, we lost our two best players in my opinion Emmy and Skippy I know Skippy was on Yeah. 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 Um New signings need time to gel yeah. The pre-season was short It was again affected by Covid um, Milo coming in wasn't fit. Timu had been injured and got through his games in the summer but had his ankle problems. You know, you add all these things in mixed with that start. Mm. And I remember thinking, well, I, I said it to the boss, the boss dropped me the fourth game for the Arsenal game. Right. And I was still playing in pain. So I was I was on like a lot of tablets to get me through games. I was seeing the surgeon to get in steroid injections. Um and the boss took me out for that game, I said I remember saying to him, well, hang on boss like, I've said to you earlier this week why don't I go and get a steroid and things are going to be better I think it was before the Leicester game mm. and he didn't want me to cos he said I need you to get fit and I need you to play and all of a sudden I, were, I felt like I was getting judged when I'd I'd probably been playing at 50 or 60% I wow. am not fit wow. I, hadn't, I wasn't fit physically, <laughs> I wasn't fit in terms of stamina um, yeah. and yet I was getting judged off Man City, Liverpool yeah. So, yeah. Um I think that was in large because of everyone's experience, including his experience, and, you know, it was a bit like, whoa, we're four games in. Yeah, we haven't got a point on the board, but we've played four bloody good yeah. teams. And it felt like there was a dark cloud over us where at that point I yeah. remember thinking, I know Brentford got the result against Arsenal straight away, but I remember thinking, yeah. there's the opposite of that. They've got this massive buzz now. We've weathered that now. So it's, yeah. do you know what I mean, it is what it is, but it, Again, it, it all comes from your experience, so I appreciate why, why people would have felt like that, you know, cos everyone, all the Norwich fans were thinking, here we go again Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I do understand that and then obviously it took us time to get them results and when we did, we got back to back and obviously the management changed then I think we got a couple more results, we should have got more, we should have beat Wolves at home and yeah. things changed, but it was, uh, listen, it was no doubt was a tough start um, but to be fair, the lads stuck at it no matter what was going on outside of our four walls, we ignored it all and we, uh, we stuck together and hopefully we can carry on where we've been.
2: It's really interesting, Ben, you should speak about injuries um, because one of the things that I haven't been able to personally maybe accept at, at first being told from a fan's perspective is, well, we've had injured players. But when I've spoken to you, when I've spoken to, to Tim as well, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, you've always said, no, 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 we believe, We will stay up we've had key players injured covid etc and i I guess at first as a fan and maybe you feel like Jack, maybe you feel like this maybe you don't jack when i get told that i'm like "Mm, it's just an excuse still the boys should be able to put in a performance where we don't fall like a house of cards but now what we're seeing on the pitch i'm understanding it now we've got a, a fully fit milo for example yeah you know now we've got and a know, centre-back
1: partnership There's isn't being changed every game absolutely
2: you, but so it's, it's really interesting you bring it up
1: yeah it's, listen it, I think more so for us because we aren't Newcastle so we haven't is that alright it's fine <laughs> <laughs> we haven't spent 100 million in January you know what I mean our, our squad can't be full of international players and players full of a wealth of Premier League experience because th- that's just not this club—it's not our club. It's—it's it's owned by Delia and Michael, who are fantastic, fantastic owners. But they aren't people with billions of pounds. That—that yeah. that just is what it is. Um, when you compare that with all those other clubs, or even let's say Burnley—you know—they've had the wealth of the Premier League for mm. what six seasons. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. you imagine the finance that this club would have after six continuous yeah. seasons of the Premier League it makes a huge difference. So, and it makes a difference to that squad. Mm. Um, and it, look I bet it does sound like an excuse to you guys But hopefully uh, We carry on as we have mm. been And hopefully My point when I've said that to you in the past Is is sort of right It's getting proved right And we will continually prove right Because yeah. I think this is the first time really Obviously we've got Tim missing um, Zimbo's obviously been missed But coming back but I think it's the first time really We've had a proper squad of, of men fit yeah. um, And before that Just because people have being on the team she hasn't meant the fit. You know, I, I tell you, me at yeah. the start of the season, I knew I wasn't fit. Wow. Was I going to go to the manager and say, oh, Gaffer, I'm, I'm not <laughs> ready right for this? Was I? Heck. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Desperate yeah. to play. Yeah, because I was fit to run around. You know, yeah, I just, yeah. I just wasn't the best version of myself that I can be. Yeah. And I, and I think like.
2: But we were down to our bare
1: bones at that point. Exactly. So what? What sort of? You know, yeah. like I, I see myself as someone that, that can be relied on. Like I, I want to play every minute of every game. Yeah. I, I said that to him, but. Um, I'd never, I'd you're never going to get me knocking on your door saying, Take me out of the team,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> simple as that. And that's the character I am. And I, I that's the same with, with most like that. Grant, didn't have one pre season game, mm. <laughs> and, the, and then that, you go don't. straight into them four games that we spoke about. So let's hope that that's that was a massive part of yeah. it. And let's hope that this is us getting to our best and this this is us how we should be, and that you know, these these steps we've took lately are something that we can continue and and build from.
0: The the turning point this season felt like that Brentford game away from home and it was really strange how it all panned out. Obviously, it was the day or the following day Daniel gets sacked. Um, Did that feel like a moment for you? I wouldn't say we necessarily dominated that game but just got through it and it felt from a fan's point of view it's like, oh yeah, we can win in the Premier Mm. League. It almost forgotten. I'd forgotten what that felt like. Yeah. Did it prove something To you as well Like okay We um, can't get it done here
1: Yeah because Look you, you obviously You're not ignorant You know You you don't think I'm not sat there After 10 games was 10 games Without a win Thinking Yeah, yeah. yeah we're qualifying For Europe <laughs> for <shame. laughs> Do you know what I mean So You're not an idiot At the same time And you do feel the pressure Of course you do And you think
2: We're saying that now By the way yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're saying that now yeah.
1: But you yeah, of course you do and I actually think it's better that we didn't dominate that game Because if you actually look yeah. We had a bit of quality early on, we got two goals And then we rolled our sleeves up you dug And in. then to be honest I think the last half an hour was like the Alamo And we, we got peppered and <laughs> yeah. we, we did what it took to win the game Because we're not going to dominate loads of football games this season mm. So it was more important that we showed that, that style of our play And what, what we could do um, with heart and character and desire I think it showed that we were fighting for the manager. We were fighting for the club. We hadn't give up, no matter if everyone else had. You know, let's be honest. It, everywhere you looked, everyone was hammering us. Yeah. Mm. Everyone had said we didn't deserve to be in the league. Should be 18 teams in the league. <laughs> what? What are we? Are we even a football? You know, literally everything. It was constant. Did you feel any of that
0: was justified?
1: Um. Well, no. Obviously, firstly, the the 18 game thing is. Pa- 18 team yeah. things pathetic, that was just silly. And yet, you know, people are saying it who are, have, have been in them boats themselves, you yeah. know, like people are saying it who've had four or five relegations on the CV. So there's <laughs> our things to say when yeah. you've had that. Um, I, I don't, however, 10 games in, it's inevitable, so yeah. it's, it's coming. So you're 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 you get criticism, know. Yeah. But I didn't because I always think, well, we're going to turn this around. And I, I, we believed in what we had in the squad Yeah, we knew it wasn't good enough Were we going home singing and dancing happy? Were we heck? Do you know what I mean? But mm. we believed that slowly If, if you know, one, one game could change everything That's what we kept saying One game could change everything And it did We won that one, yeah. we won the next yeah. one We should have won the one after um, And that is, you know, it, it wasn't a league where You need 50 points to stay up By the way, there's, there's bigger teams than us struggling mm. Newcastle Fifty odd thousand fans every week. Been in the prem for years. Massive club. They were in a similar position. Burnley been in the six, in the, the club uh, the league for six seasons. They were down there, similar points. You know, there's a lot of that. There was a lot of that. I think, and look, as I say, a lot of it become was to do with Norwich, people's experience of Norwich and what's happened recent. But that isn't this team. So this team's different. But until we go and do it, I accept that. Yeah. That it. That's it, it talking a good game, we have to go and prove it. And until you until you change the picture, then no one's gonna believe it. So until we stay up, and then we stay up again, and we stay up again, and we improve, people will think that and they can think that, but it's up to us to change it.
2: You've said there, Ben, that, that, and I know this is, a, this is a phrase that gets banded around a lot at the club, um, that you ignore the noise, but <sighs> when it got to that Brentford game, <sighs> You must be at the point where you're like, no, come on, let's prove these, let's prove these wrong now. Like you must have let a little bit of that in. It must have surely poured petrol on the fire. Like particularly the big nationals. We know we won't name them, but we know what we're talking about like here. Us
0: as well. Like we were critical.
2: Oh well, yeah, but yeah,
0: rightly so. Yeah. I'd say in front of them,
2: rightly so. But, but but some of that must have leaked into to the chamber. Yeah,
1: game. of course it does. But as a as a player, you you like that anyway. So you got to remember, for every one of them lads to get to where they are now, they have that fire in them. Mm. Like, no one's walked into mm. the place of being a professional footballer. In you say it yourself. You used want to be professional footballers. I'd, I'd say Yes, yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no yeah. Well, I'd say 99% of kids, particularly boys growing up in the country, yeah. probably do, of course. or in the world. So it's. You've, you've, got to, you've got to have that burning desire to get there anyway um, and it's just bringing that out, but bringing that out in a controlled manner For mm. example, me doing it at Chelsea, is, is the way I did it, that, mm. that's not control. Yeah. that's not right and you think, so what, what do fans want to see in times like that? They want to see people running around smashing mm. people and doing this and doing that and showing that they care, but the game's changed mm. now, so I run around smashing smash someone, I get a red card, then you actually go and, Idiot <laughs> Aren't you Of course you know what I mean So you, you, know, you can't do those things Now that football's A different game So I, The the things that Things that I would find Difficult to deal with um, Where it would let in Is if Fans questioned Our desire And our Us caring basically Right mm, um, Yeah Because Especially after last season And then Yeah You know You're coming into this season And it's tough Premier League's tough Um but one thing, one thing we've never had is a lack of desire and fight and care And listen, you know, you, you play one of them top teams And you get popped off the park and you don't get near them It might look like that, but that isn't the case I think our, I think our running stats, we recently got told this Were a couple of weeks ago, so I am it's still the same I think we're second in the league for the highest runners Really? This might come wow Leeds are top
2: Okay, um, yeah
1: which they they are under the, the way Bielsa yeah, yeah. sets up the yeah. team. It's about running. the way the players about running. Yeah. So they're top, and I think they're you know the head of everyone by a country mile. But where next? Which might surprise you. So we knew, you know, we, again, we cared, um, and that's what we had to do: block out the noise.
0: You, you say that fans want to see someone, you know, half another player when you're up and against it, and the game has changed. But the biggest difference I've seen, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. It feels as if we're more streetwise under Dean Smith and there's a, there's a shithousery about us. You know, just grinding games out, finding ways to win, Everton at home, Watford away, even the the, the recent cup win. When we go ahead now, mm. I'm confident we're, go- we're not going to concede, we're not going to win. Mm. Has there been a little bit of that, the dark arts of the game?
1: Yeah, um, you know a lot, but that's something that can come with being set up differently. So right. we're obviously more defensive now. Yeah. We were a lot more possession-based, if you like, before. Um, and there's no right or wrong because that possession-based way yeah. romped us home in the in the championship last year. Yeah. So you know, every manager is different. What they want, the way they set us up. So look, that that's something that's working for us now. The negative side of that is you could say, yeah, we have got that, but then we didn't score for six or seven games recently. Yeah. So those those goals have probably enabled that because, let's be honest, they give everyone a lift so yeah. the Everton game for example I've never seen a stadium like that
0: it's So good, isn't
1: it? For, for that, that well, it was 2 in 2 minutes Yeah That that 5 minute spell, I was like, whoa, here we go mm. and and that does give us a lift so and so does the goal itself because it's like, right, come on then yeah. you know, you, you've got something to Feel to it. fight for yeah. and you've, you've <laughs> got something, not that we didn't have something to fight for you you've got something to hold on to, so yeah and look i think we've we've been like that and we had a taste of of winning games and you know that breeds confidence so that that's all added in and look that's something we do have to be we spoke about it ourselves we do have to be nastier you know young we've got young players we've got mm. we've got technical players but they can they've got to be horrible mm. to play against and for us to succeed in this league we aren't going to pass man city off the park we've got to be horrible
2: is that the is that the most noticeable difference with Dean Smith at the helm and obviously Shaky as well who I want to ask you about in more detail for sure is that the big difference between potentially Daniel Farker's leadership and and Dino you've become nasty Norwich rather than nice possession based Norwich over here
1: Um, yeah I think so Um, but then at the same time there's times where we had to dig in last season Yeah. do you know what I mean where we we were controlling games Well, I think the the game where it felt like we'd gone up was Brentford at home yeah, we yeah. we won one yeah. 0 Yeah, and we were horrible. <laughs> the second The second half of that game, Emmy got yeah. the goal, and we were horrible. They had all the possession. Yeah, we kept a clean sheet. Again, you just weren't there to, to to sort of see it yeah. and feel it, and you would have picked that feeling up more had, had you been in there. But so we had that side as well. But it was just it, it's, it's a mixture of things, you know. It, it's not as black and white as saying yeah we're now this or you know we weren't that. Mm. I think. Um, look you'll never catch me speaking and i'm sure we won't use either speaking negatively of of daniel because what you've done for me was brilliant um what he's done for the club's been fantastic it's just different um yeah. and obviously that the gaffer now is getting a real good response and reaction from the lads and that's all that continues
2: for transparency we were being negative about daniel because i know that actually because... i was just being polite <laughs> no i know but i no, and i want to be honest with people because we 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 felt we were too easy to beat um and we now feel like we're, we're not easy to beat. So, from a fa- from, certainly from my point of view, we were. Um, I was critical of uh, Daniel. I think, that, I think that criticism was fair. Um, but I can understand as a player that, of course, you know, he's the, he's the guy that's brought you in and, and you know, that, that belief is always gonna be there, which, which is interesting. Tactically, what, what's, what's Dino and Shakey doing differently to, to, to Daniel in your eyes?
1: We do a lot more tactical work
2: right what does that mean
1: so every manager has different training sessions you know that the old manager i said he would do a lot of possession based exercises yeah, okay we now do more analysis of us um we work in units so the back four spend a lot of time together um do
2: we want to be given the way these secrets no actually, these, right? these are dumb, <laughs> these are, these are trade
1: secrets but it's just it's yeah it's more unit work it's more you know, maybe simplifying the message Maybe getting us together and look. Before we would have been Because of what we achieved last season, the way we did it We'd have been trying to press teams all over the park There's still the right times we do that But then there's all time, all, also things like You look at the Wolves game yesterday We can sit back and We we were in control of that football game yeah. Without having control of the ball, basically Against a very good side Against a very good team and uh, yeah, they had, Yeah, they had all the possession but we had the better chances, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it probably should have been more than one nil in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And they're yeah. A, they're a top, Dini top, Dini had a chance, didn't he? Yeah, and they're a top top team. You just wanted to get that in, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> Always, I love a nickname, mate. Absolutely. Um, so I think what they're they're eighth in the league with a lot of top players. So uh, that's what we're doing. We're, we're working a lot on units. We're working a lot on sort of simplifying things and, and basically just getting mm. the basics right. Um, the the manager's message is to get the basics right, the the foundation, and then we can build from there because. He believes that we've got the, the ability to do so. We'll wrap things up shortly. We have to speak about that Watford game, though, because
0: although we'd had a, you know, a couple of wins up until that point, it was it felt must-win. Yeah. And often as Norwich City fans, we have seen our team not win the must-win games. Wins. And it was just a beautiful second <laughs> yeah. half. It had the flick from Sargent, who... You know, hadn't scored up until that point.
2: Still stunned by that,
0: and and that's football, what it, it is for football fans. It's moments yeah. to cling on to. Yeah. He's suddenly turned himself into
1: like a, a cult hero from one <laughs> game. It's remarkable, it's true. though. It's
0: true. And we and we speak about how things change quickly. There's the proof that game.
1: Yeah, I think obviously the Everton game before it gives us a, a big yeah. lift going yes. into it. Yeah, um, you know, you got that sort of Right off your back because we hadn't won and we hadn't scored before. That's a, that that Everton game was massive. Um, and then, yeah, the you know the Watford game. To be honest, yeah. if you look at the first half, I think we started off really well, mm. and then we had a real poor spell. spell yeah. And then you talk about the the nastiness, if you like. Yeah. That was when we seen their spell out. We got through to half-time, nil-nil. Dennis got booked, yeah. um, which later becomes relevant because he had to send it off, yeah. and I think we just, that's what we're doing well at the minute. We mm. managed the game well. Um, we got through, and then we, yeah this the the second half the second half was a bit mad wasn't it it was to be honest
0: beautifully mad yeah
1: the floodlights go off we're winning (laughs) 1-0 the floodlights go off there was all kinds of (laughs) shouts we were shouting their owners put the pull pull the socket out of the generator (laughs) and all sorts of we were on social media as well um lights lights go off come back on 2-0 3-0 and then the last 20 minutes of the game we were horrific, but you probably didn't even notice that Well I was too drunk at that point Yeah <laughs> So th- that is probably the worst we've been the last 20 minutes They're down to 10 yeah, men yeah, yeah. But even 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 him getting sent off, I, I don't think that would have happened before um, Sometimes it is about being streetwise mm, and yeah. being clever and Look, we, it's about us doing whatever it takes to get over the line And we've done that recently and now we just want to keep building on it And we, we all want more nights like what, what for the word, aren't we? Absolutely, we
2: absolutely do. But I'm not letting you leave without without talking about Shaky. I I love the man. <laughs> I feel fan, I yeah. feel like he's the kind of guy where I like, honestly I will die a happy man if I ever have a pint with with Craig
1: Shakespeare. Yeah.
2: I'll be buzzing. What is he like as a coach? Because I feel like we've got two managers for the price of one
1: here. Yeah, he's class. He's um, is he? Yeah, great guy. Yeah, I bet. Real, real funny guy. Yeah. Top left. just Yeah, just always smile on his face. Um, but then at the same time, when he speaks, you listen. You know, he he says what needs to be said, and he he's just honest. You know, he's just on a, yeah, re- really honest, straight to the point. Um, but yeah, he's he's a joy to work with. And I had when when him and the uh, the gaffer came in, I had texts from people that worked with them in the past, and they said, "Honestly, so you're going to love love them too. You're going to love working for them yeah. too." Um, and so far, we we certainly have. Look, Ben,
0: it's, um, I'm glad we've spoken to you at a good point. I know this has been in the works for a while. Um, progressing well in the FA Cup. Big game coming up on Wednesday. So stay off the beer uh, until that point. It's been a real pleasure.
2: Oh, and I had to say, sorry, one more thing. Thank you so much. Because, of course, when we did our watch longs, our 24-hour show, you popped up and very generously donated to Big C, our official charity partner. So Uh, I want to look in the eyes and say thank you. I know you're a big charity man, of course, um, so it means a lot. Thank you so much for doing that, mate.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Ben, thank you. Good luck for the rest of the season. thank Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you.